Hey everyone, welcome to the Three Graves Crime Drama Podcast. My name is Holly Yerberks, and I am the writer and producer. You can find the original music from the Cuckoos on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Give us a follow at threegraves.com. My name is Sophia Wheatley. I'm 15 years old, and I live in Marble Falls, Texas. There are two posters on my bedroom wall, The Smiths and The Cure, my favorite bands. I invited my two best friends, Casey and Rachel, over to my house for a slumber party on June 5th. Three months later, our lives changed forever. Is that the Mustang yearbook? Oh, yeah. Miss Evans handed them out in her room. Should I look you up? Kaufman, Keller, Kelly. Oh, here you are. Rachel, Kersey. Most likely to save the world. Cute. Let me see. Ugh, not cute. My hair looks so bad on picture day. Are you guys going to the scavenger hunt at the church tonight? Is Tommy going to be there? Jesse's going, so probably. I'll go if there's free food. You have to hear this song. Not everyone is obsessed with the cure. Some of us like Bon Jovi. No, this is Tommy's band, Vertigo. What's the name of the song? Kiss Me Goodnight. (laughs) (laughs) Today, a worker at the Austin Quarry made a gruesome discovery when his dog dug up part of a human hand. Mr. Stapleton and his dog are joining us live at the scene. Can you tell us what happened? Well, I was on my lunch break. Uh, Bella ran out in the woods and came back with a piece of meat. And at first, I thought she'd killed a darn squirrel uh, until I saw the finger. I called 911, and the police came out. They put the bloody mess on ice and took it to the crime lab, I guess. Thanks for sharing your story with us. A helicopter search team has been flying over these woods since our new seven team arrived this morning. Authorities are concerned that Hand could belong to a teenage girl from Marble Falls named Casey Crowley. She went missing last month walking home from a rural school bus stop. I spoke with Burnett County Sheriff Lee Burris earlier today. The Travis County Search and Rescue Team and their K-9 unit will be helping us with the search tomorrow. The woods are dense, so I expect it's going to be a slow process. We're still holding out hope, though but this is most likely a recovery operation. What can you tell me about the victim, Casey Crowley, and her family? It's a heartbreaking story. Casey's parents grew up in Marble Falls and owned the Charcoal Pit Diner. This is a close-knit Christian community, and we don't see many violent crimes here. My gut feeling is we're looking for an outsider who was passing through town. I think this was a crime of opportunity. Sheriff Burris said Casey's parents have put up a $50,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest. This is Amy Adams reporting live at the Marble Falls Quarry for News 7. Stop, I see something. It's... It's pink. Maybe. Oh my god. It's a body. For sure. God have mercy. The hands are missing. 
My name is Evelyn Bell. I was born on May 12, 1971. For most of my childhood, I felt like a part of me was missing. I would dream about a little girl every night. She was my imaginary friend during the day. I called her Rosie. When I turned 18, I learned that I had been adopted, and the girl from my dreams was real. She was my twin sister. I began looking for her, but her adoption records were sealed. Then one night in 1989, I watched an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. The discovery of Casey Crowley's body near the Marble Falls Quarry sparked fear and panic in the local community. Two other teenage girls, Sophia Wheatley and Rachel Kersey, disappeared less than a month later. Casey's murder has never been solved, and Sophia and Rachel are still missing. I spoke to Casey's mother, Melanie, about her daughter's death. I don't know why somebody would want to hurt Casey. She was such a sweet girl. She sang in the church choir, and she had lots of friends. It never made any sense to me. I almost changed the channel that night when I saw a photograph of Rachel. It was like looking in the mirror. I drove to the library and found the newspaper articles about Casey's murder. I called the Marble Falls police, but the case had already gone cold with no new information or leads. I'd almost forgotten about Rachel when I saw an article in the Austin American Statesman about a new DNA lab. My hope of finding Rachel was renewed. My name is Samantha Cooper. I'm a crime reporter for the Austin American Statesman. I was minding my own business trying to finish the story when my boss and editor, Alan Crawford, dropped the bomb on me. As usual, he didn't even bother to put out his cigarette when he stopped at my desk. A tall, thin, 20-year-old who looked like he'd escaped from the boy band One Direction and Harry Styles' closet was following him. Scoops, this is your new intern, Davis Ross. His dad works in legal. What? Since when? David, you can have this desk next to Cooper. She'll find some research work for you. Thank you, sir. I'm just... I don't have time for an intern. I had three phone calls from some crazy woman ranting about a serial killer and her missing sister. That sounds interesting. Look into it, will you? What about my gang violence story? I need that by five. And Davis, I don't give a shit about Twitter and you twats that are on it. You're a ditch digger and you don't stop until you get the facts. You got it? Yes, sir. Give me some meat, Cooper. Show Davis how it's done around here. <coughs> Is he always like that? You mean an asshole? Yes. Find out what you can about Evelyn Bell. <coughs> and Davis, if we're going to sit next to each other, no axe body spray. I'm allergic. Davis found Evelyn Bell on the internet. She lived in Georgetown and taught fifth grade at Dell Pickett Elementary School. She agreed to meet with me after school the next day. How long have you been teaching? Well, this is my 10th year. Rachel would have been 37 this year. I can't believe it. I really wasn't surprised when you called. I had that reading last week, and it was all suit of cups. Um, okay. You believe Rachel was your twin sister? My parents told me about the adoption when I turned 18, and then I found out our birth mother was a teenage runaway. And my parents only wanted one baby, so we got split up. How did you find Rachel? 
on the People Finders website, and then I found the newspaper articles about Casey's murder. That must have been hard. Yeah, I called the sheriff's office in 1991, but the case was inactive. Did you ever meet Rachel's foster parents? No, they mailed me a box with a few things after I called them. The sheriff said the Kerseys were in the foster care business for the money, and then they lost custody of their other kids after Rachel disappeared. I have a picture for you. It's from a birthday party. They were friends. Someone was stalking these girls. Austin has a new DNA lab. Why hasn't Rachel's case been reopened? Sheriff Collins won't return any of my calls. Don't take it personally. Mom Falls is a small town. I have a box with Rachel's clothing. The killer's DNA could be on it. Why don't you let me drop it off at the sheriff's office? Honestly, there's a lot of negative energy coming from this box. I'm kind of glad to get rid of it. I hope we can give you some closure. I put the box of Rachel's belongings in my trunk. I could see a pink diary inside the clear plastic bin with a ballerina and the words dreams and secrets on the cover. I opened the diary and discovered Rachel was a talented artist. Pen and ink drawings of cute dragons and birds covered every page. I flipped forward and found a detailed sketch of a red, blue, and green parrot. I paused on the entry dated May 4th, 1988. I held Jesse's parrot, Bluebird, today. Tommy was there. O-M-G. He's so cute. I wish my parents would let me get contacts. Maybe he would notice me. Casey's going to the dance with Jesse. But I know Tommy will never ask me. I closed the diary and put my car in gear for the drive home. My gut told me there was a lot more to this story. Reporters sometimes become grave diggers, and I was afraid of what the dead might tell me. Well, you're not going to believe this crazy story I'm working on. I thought you were going for a run after work. No, we got a problem with a line of code in Nightwalkers. How was your day? Busy. Ah, it's still in there. Maybe you should give it a rest. I thought you were cooking dinner tonight. I got caught in traffic. I'll order pizza. I need a beer. You want one? No. What's wrong? I don't want to worry you, Sam, but there's been rumors about layoffs at Blizzard. But you're one of their best coders. You know Nathan hates me. He hates everyone. We might have to move to California. What are you talking about? Like, I just got a raise, and Crawford's retiring soon. No mushrooms or onions. The Marble Falls Sheriff's Office was an hour's drive from Austin. Sheriff Collins was a larger-than-life cowboy sitting behind an even larger oak desk with a diploma from Texas A&M hanging on the wall behind him. Hi, I'm going to need a lot more than a box of girls' clothing from 1988 to reopen this murder case. But I appreciate you driving it all the way out Rachel, here. Rachel, Casey, and Sophia were best friends. The killer must have known them. If you take a look at Rachel's diary, then... Sorry, sorry, honey. I got a meeting and it starts in ten minutes. Did you know the sheriff on the original investigation? Uh, yeah, Bill Burris. A good man. Do you know where I can find him? He's in a nursing home in Kingsland. I think it's called Wildwood. 
People had warned me about the smell, a mixture of antiseptic, stale cafeteria food, and impending death assaulted my nose when I entered the Wildwood nursing home. I found former Sheriff Bill Burris in room 105. He was surprisingly fit and alert for 78, but he was attached to an oxygen tank. Her hands and teeth were missing. You don't forget a case like that. Anything else you remember about Casey's body? It was severely decomposed, but you could tell someone had shaved her head. She was a beautiful girl with shoulder-length hair before. You interviewed Casey's boyfriend, Jesse. He was only 16 at the time of the murder. Seemed an unlikely suspect for such a brutal crime. I had a theory it could have been a long-haul trucker. I had a witness who saw Sophia Wheatley get into a truck driver's cab at a gas station in Dallas. Okay, I'll look into it. One more thing. I need to talk to Casey's dad. He still runs the Charcoal Pit Cafe. I ate lunch there with my grandchildren last year. Sheriff Collins seems reluctant to reopen the case. Collins is a political animal. If he smells a scandal, that might make him look bad. I have a history of stirring up trouble. You remind me of my granddaughter, Sarah. Good luck, dear. My last stop in Marble Falls was Melanie Crowley's apartment. A bloated drinker's face met me at the front door. She was unrecognizable from her beauty queen high school days. A shrine of Casey's childhood photos hung on the living room wall. A colorful parrot perched on Casey's outstretched arm in one picture. Lord, I couldn't believe it when you called. This nightmare never ends. Do you mind if I smoke? No. I know this must be difficult. What happened the day Casey went missing? There's not much to tell. She got on the school bus and never came home. Some boy called her about homework the night before. Now I wonder... The sheriff thought someone abducted her walking home? That was a theory, but they never proved nothing. Her body showed up ten miles away over by the granite quarry. Casey attended Marble Falls High School. That's right. Thought you might want to look at her yearbook. Thanks. What was she like? A sweet girl, a cheerleader, loved to sing. Our old hound dog Cooter followed her everywhere. She had a boyfriend, Jesse Burton, one of those skate punks, hothead and a loser. Were Casey and Jesse sexually active? Oh, honey, I don't know. Things are so different now. Nobody waits till marriage. His whole family showed up for the funeral. Worst day of my life. Closed casket, of course. Jesse was crying like a baby. Made me suspect him even more. Did you know Jesse's parents? His father ran Galaxy Automotive, but everyone knew he's selling drugs. The mother was a hairdresser. White trash. What kind of drugs? Marijuana, for sure. I started smelling in all Casey's clothes. Mike and I told her she couldn't see Jesse anymore. She was dead a week later. Did you know Rachel and Sophia? Oh, honey, of course. Those girls were thick as thieves from kindergarten age. Did you know Sophia's parents were killed in a car crash? I think where they were the lucky ones. And then Mike and I were divorced. I'm sorry, I, I didn't know. Call me if you think of anything else, Mrs. Crowley. I hope you find this monster. I want to be there when the needle goes in his arm. 